Come one, come all to the greatest show on earth. That's right. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. It was a pretty good week indeed, uh, for me at least. I finished uh, 15 and 10 on the week uh, to your 12 and 13. I uh, had 191 points, you had 171. So uh, that brings the total back to even. We are both 135 and 140. Uh, heading into week 12, I am up uh, 57 points on you in total. Diabolical. Right now. So uh, overall, we'll get to some of these sweet weeks action, but of course we'll start with the Ohio State Buckeyes rolling over Purdue 59 31 in the shoe. Righteous. Uh, so start us off. Give us your uh, initial thoughts on the game. Uh, take it anywhere you want to go. Well, uh, I think first with the offense and, you know, kind of the synergy between the offense and defense. Um, this was another game where the offense was ridiculous. Uh, so... When the defense was bad, people want to say, well, you know, hey, uh, we won by four touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I, I think the defense was okay. Mm, no. But this was an example, you know, going from last two weeks to this week. This offense under day, it does this from time to time, right? It goes uh, to these incredible heights, and then it goes into some weird lulls. And in 2019... That was what was good about the defense, right? You could rely upon it to get you through the laws, okay? This year it couldn't do that with, with Oregon. It was able to do that with Purdue because the, the uh, offense was ridiculous, right? But this week's defensive performance is what you know, we have been worried about, you know, coming out of Penn State and um, Nebraska because they kind of look progressively worse in each of those, and they've gotten even worse, it feels, uh, since then. So offense was ridiculous. Um, I don't know what more to say about it. Uh, I, I didn't see many flaws. How could you? They only had to punt once. So I don't right. know. Uh, really, uh, really not much to say there. Defense. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of scary. You know, I, honestly, Purdue, that game turned really on two stupid mistakes by Purdue. Um, at least one of which, one of which is directly uh, to coaching. Probably both of them, right? But why did he put that quarterback in? They've been talking about Aiden O'Connell for the last you know couple of weeks. How wonderful he's been, and he has been. Um, and Against Ohio State, you kind of figured the same, and he was. He was looking really good. Then, out of the blue, they, they put this other quarterback in. Well, um, they've been using what's that? They've been using three. They've been using three quarterbacks all, you know, for the past few games. And I think O'Connell's mainly been the passing quarterback, and then they bring in, uh, you know, like the guy they did pre- primarily as a running quarterback, or for like option plays like that, that type of thing. I believe. Well. Be that as it may, this didn't feel like it had any rhythm to it whatsoever, right? Um, and, and they throw this guy in, and bam, 
you know, big play for Ohio State. And then, of course, the uh, botched uh, kick uh, by, by Purdue, right? Those both led to two touchdowns. Ohio State ended up winning by 28, which means that the defense probably got a couple of stops beyond that. Um, but had those two really bonehead mistakes not happened by Purdue, Ohio State wasn't doing anything really beyond that to, to cause turnovers or get any pressure or anything like that. And so, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> We're back to the defense. I guess that's the big thing, right? Um, offense looked great. I think they'll look great against Michigan State. Um, but I can see one of those laws coming against Michigan, right? And how how will the defense look? So, I don't know. Um, what about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll push back a little bit uh, on that, mainly because, you know, I like I said, I didn't get to – uh, start seeing the game until Ohio State was already up 35 to 7. But I look at some of the numbers, uh, especially, you know, Ohio State scored on their first five drives, right? The offense was just rolling. The average play amount was five for those first five drives. Uh, so they were scoring relatively cl- relatively quickly yeah. uh, not, with not a lot of time of possession. So Purdue had eight eight drives alone in the first half, which is pretty crazy in and of itself. They only scored on three of them. Uh, The defense did force a turnover. Yeah, they let up 17 points, but uh, when you look at the overall amount of drives or how much the defense was on the field, uh, and especially to the point where it was already 35-7, you know, kind of like against Indiana last year, um, where I think they might have just kind of packed it up and instead of giving anything, you know, to Purdue, they just kind of played their base shell again and said, you know, we just have to stop them enough. Now, I don't know if that's fully what they did, but that's kind of seem seemingly what they did, especially after that first half was over. You know, they were up 45 to 17. So uh, the defense, I think, did what it needed to do, uh, especially into that second quarter. Um, and yeah, uh, Purdue... You know, they did score uh, two more touchdowns in the second half. Should have had a third one, honestly. Should have been 38. Uh, but I think the the defense was – I think the defense just kind of cashed it in. Um, they didn't really have to play as hard as they needed to. And, and yeah, 31 points. I, I don't like it either. Um, but when the offense is rolling like that, um, I think you just get your playing time. Uh, you look at the different packages um, and you just use it as practice pretty much. And so uh, I do think, you know, they did what they said I needed them to do. And that was contain Bell. Bell did get over 100 yards, but he also had a bunch of targets like we knew he would. And he had, what, like, I don't know, 13 or something receptions. But they were a lot of, you know, screen routes, uh, a lot of uh, quick out routes. Uh, he didn't catch a touchdown pass. So. Uh, Purdue did, you know, move the ball through the middle of the field, especially in that second half. Uh, but by that point, it, it was too little too late. I don't really think it mattered all that much. So while I do agree, you know, 31 is too much, um, I, you know, it, it's not like they gave up a lot of that, you know, quickly, uh, especially in the first half, like we're kind of used to seeing it, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I get what you're saying, but 
they weren't able to get any of the backup quarterbacks in. You know, they had to basically go with Stroud the whole way because even though they were always up by at least 28, the way Purdue was moving down the field, you could tell that Day felt that, you know what, I need to leave Stroud in. Now, the positive there is you got to see Stroud interact with um, more depth, right, because they did bring in uh, Harrison Jr. They they, they brought in uh, Fleming and... Um, you know, Mayan Williams ran with them for for a while. So uh, they got other people in, but I think they couldn't get a backup quarterback in, even though it was a 28-point victory because of the way Purdue was, was moving through them. Um, yeah. yeah, but... Yeah. I think he would have. I think he would have left Stroud in anyways because he knows the next three games he's going to play the three best teams in the Big Ten to win the, the to win the title again. So I think no matter what, Stroud's going to be going to be in the rest of these games regardless. I don't know. I mean, yes, you're playing the three best teams that you would have played. Would you not like to have some more work uh, with your backup? Um, because. Yeah, I know Ohio State's never had to worry about having a backup in the uh, postseason or the last part of the year before. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I, I think it would be nice for those games to have a backup that's ready to go. Um, maybe he feels he does, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I, yeah, there's a little bit to what you're saying, uh, cashing in it a little bit. Um Moving on to the next game, you know, so let's play base stuff. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It just it just looked like more of the same to me and, and getting worse over the past three weeks. So. No, I mean, I, I agree. I, the, the same the same issues are still there, and they're still going to be. I don't think there's those are going to get fixed. Uh, I mean, there's only a few games left. Uh, but I do think they're steadily progressing, and uh, I think – these guys at least are more aware of play situations and, and, you know, kind of reading, reacting, kind of moving quicker to the ball. So I, I think as long as that continues to improve uh, and the defensive line continues to improve, they get the pressure they need and they can at least force, you know, dumb stuff and still create turnovers. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what's going to have to happen because if, you know, we play the next few games and you can't, do any of that, then um, we might get gashed over the middle for quite a lot more. But um, I, I still think there's at least some improvement. There's at least what I, I didn't catch that. Uh, I just said that I think there's at least some improvement. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as, yeah, I, and, as I think about it, I, oh, I, I don't think we'll have much to worry about this weekend. But I don't know. It's going to take a monumental effort on both sides of the ball in Ann Arbor. Yeah, um, and of course we'll get to that you know preview later. But Michigan State secondary is is not great. Right. Um, That's why I said I don't. And think Ohio have to State so played, and they they played really well. They were balanced. They ran the ball extremely well. Um, and that opened a lot of uh, a lot in the passing game as well. So hopefully we'll continue to see that throughout. They're definitely going to need to do that against uh, Meat Chicken, um, and as well next week. That's um, probably beneficial for them to like they did against Purdue. Just 
hit him, uh, get some big jabs in early and, uh, you know, be up where the other team's digging themselves out of a huge hole. So, yep. uh, all, all in all, you know, um, I, I didn't think they would cover the spread and of course, uh, they easily did. So I'm, I'm happy. Um, I did not expect the offense to, you know, look that good, but they did. And they converted, not only did they convert the drives, uh, they capitalized on mistakes, uh, which we have not seen as much of the past few weeks. That is, yes, so, that is correct. So let's, uh, hope that continues, uh, especially next week when, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks where you're playing, you know, teams that, uh, don't turn the ball over very much. But yeah, that's all I have. So anything else? Oh well, no, that's uh, I think that covers it for that game. Um, I think I'll probably have more uh, as the days go by. You know, into our next episode when we do the uh, um, preview for the next game, I'll probably have some other things that pop up. But yeah, for right now, I think that's it. It was a great game. Um, very pleased with the offense. How could you not be? It's what you and I have talked about many times. That is the best offense when they look like that in the entire country, hands down. Um, defense. I think if the offense plays the way they do, um, may not have to worry about it, but still uh, not thrilled with that. And I, th- I think that's about it. All right. Well, uh, let's quickly move on to the LOL segment because there are a couple <laughs> teams that uh, yes get shoved into that. Oh, and let's yeah. start off with with Texas. <laughs> oh, uh, down down 21 to Kansas. Come all the way back just to lose by one on a two-point conversion at the end in overtime. Oh, awesome. How, how glorious. Oh, man. And that snapped Kansas's 56 road conference losing streak. That is <laughs> since too funny. 2008. Oh, man. That's that's pretty funny. That's uh, Sarkeesian. I think if Tom Herman were coach this year, um, I don't know that they would be competing for the conference, but they'd be close. Um, and they'd definitely uh, be bowl eligible. And um, Yeah, it looks like Texas may not even make a bowl. Right. So <laughs> that's rough. Uh, and then, of course, the other one I was going to throw in was Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard the record that uh, not only is it the first, the most points ever that Florida has given up in a, in a first half, they did it. It was, it was against an FCS team. <laughs> they let an FCS team score 42 in the first half on them. I know that is pathetic. And that, <laughs> that one gets a Royal. Ha ha. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really bad. That's terrible. I mean, especially since that's the first time. <laughs> That's the most in your in your program history. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so those were the two off the top of my head. Uh, did you have any? Yeah, that, those two, definitely. A, another one is um, for the talking heads, and there were some that were actually starting to make a case for A&M oh, and yeah. a path to the playoff. So a big ha-ha at them because that was ridiculous. Yeah, and I chose you know because of what they had left, knowing that they could still get there. I thought they would play, but yeah, Ole Miss just 
completely dominated that game. Oh, they yeah. could have won. Oh, I picked, I picked A&M, three. too, but still, ha-ha, yeah. the uh, talking heads. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. That is. I mean, I've, I've heard people that have you know, been mad that they weren't ranked in the top 10 you know, because of their such a good win against Alabama, yeah. forgetting that they that they lost to a, a not great Mississippi State team, um, you know, plus Arkansas as well, who right. really is, is not better than them. But, yeah, they just got dominated that entire game and did not look good. So, Domination. Yep. Looks like, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be shaping up to be uh, Alabama and Georgia. Again, especially after Auburn gives up forty points in a row to uh, Mississippi State and loses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was borderline LOL. So. Yeah, I don't know how you have that game in the bag and you give up forty straight points to Mississippi State, but I don't know. But that was hilarious. I enjoyed it. The SEC. Oh, and that was funny too from the uh, Kansas Texas game. I don't know if you caught that. If you watch the end of the game, but um, no, I didn't. The the fans were chanting "SEC, SEC," <laughs> the Kansas fans <laughs> uh, at at Texas Stadium, which is hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. So, um, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting, uh, especially you know we got two two games left. We got some interesting conference races, um, especially in the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. Now with Oklahoma losing, they still have a chance, but uh, it's looking like it's going to be between, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma. Uh, if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, that, then uh, it could be, you know, them and Baylor again and leaving out Oklahoma, which would be interesting. Um, after all throughout this year, uh, it looks like Wake Forest could actually uh, win that division yeah, and play for a title. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, and when's the last time especially uh, in recent history, excuse me, when's the last time in recent history that you saw, um, you know, this late in the season, you know, three big 10 teams, you know, have a, have a shot at uh, the, the, that big East title, or at least in the, uh, at least the, the big 10 in general. I don't, I don't know that uh, I have seen that. Um, I mean, definitely not in the playoff era, probably not in the BCS. So I don't know. I, I would really have to look at that. Um, yeah, this late, I just thought that was pretty teams, cool. Yeah. That they all have one loss, you know, Ohio State zero conference losses, both the Michigan teams with one. So, um, yep. yeah, I just thought, no, that's, that's pretty cool that, you know, you've, uh, all those teams, you know, vying for that spot. And, you know, that's what November uh, football is all about. So pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes uh, the next couple of weeks interesting, especially, you know, Oregon, Utah play each other, I think, this week and most likely going to play each other again. Yeah, that um, would be good. That, that know, would be a nice series. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm still, again, not sold on Oregon. I think they played a little bit better, although they only won by two touchdowns over Wazoo. But um, that'll be a good game uh, with Utah, the way they've come on. Yeah, I think it will be. Um, 
Yeah, so any any other uh, surprises or, or anything on these games? No, I mean we we both pegged Oklahoma, right? We had we had that one pegged. Um Penn State, uh they had the game, uh but they kind of LOL'd it away. Uh trying to think of a few others there. Oh, the uh, Georgia game. You know, like I had said with yeah. that one, um Nobody had scored more than 13, so at least Tennessee did that, but I definitely did not see them scoring much more than that. And I figured, and I knew Tennessee didn't have a defense, so that, that game didn't surprise me. Um, yeah, we both picked AM, and uh, but Ole Miss, it really didn't surprise me that Ole Miss won. Uh, I did feel like uh, Texas A&M was more on the ascent, and... Ole Miss on the descent, but as I, I had said, not like diametrically opposed, right? And so it could easily shift either right. way. And so I wasn't too surprised uh, by that one. Um, uh, Utsa, that surprised me a little bit that they uh, couldn't pull away in that one. Um, yeah, I thought that Indiana would show a bit more of a pulse uh, than they did. <laughs> um, yeah, they got spanked. Yeah, but I, I'm just trying to go through because I know obviously we had a lot of head-to-head and I lost most of them, but none of them really surprised me. They were all pretty close, one way or the other, for the most part. Off the top of my head, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but so. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Besides, uh, yeah, that Rutgers game which they killed. Yeah, I mean, oh, the Oklahoma Michigan State one. A- that one, I did oh, yeah, expect uh, TCU to show up at least, but they didn't. Yeah, I had a feeling about that game, and of course I was right. But yeah, it's tough with those Big Twelve teams, and Big Twelve and Pac Twelve, really. Yeah, they can um, beat each other at any point. Which you know happened again. Oregon barely covered for me, and San Diego State barely covered, or Nevada barely covered for you. Right. Yeah. By point five. So, yeah. Uh, so we always seem to have a few of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you know, not really anything else. Um, I just think it's interesting going into this week, you know, we, and, and we'll kind of finish with this, but uh, since you mentioned it last uh, episode, especially about the rankings, you know, Ohio State looking like the way they did, and I agree with you. I think Ohio State uh, will jump Oregon um, after just lambasting Purdue and, you know, or in Oregon just really not being able to pull away from Washington State. Um you know, just kind of keeping these teams around. So mm-hmm. um, Ohio State keeps beating these teams, especially now since they're ranked. Um, you know, Ohio State's schedule is going to be a lot tougher. And so I, I don't know if we'll see it this week or we'll see it next week if Ohio State wins, but I'd have to imagine that um, they're going to be jumping Oregon. Yeah, we, we, we should see that this week. That would be the... Um, you know, coming up to Tuesday, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for, right? Because I, to your point, I said it, if Ohio State wins by that spread, and they did, and then some, and Oregon somewhat struggles, get out of this business of Oregon has to be ahead because it's just not true anymore. So I'll be looking for that. Maybe a couple of other things, but that's that's the uh, that's the big one. Yeah, that's the the main thing. It'll be interesting to see now, especially with uh, some of these, um, you know, three 
lost teams losing, of course, like, you know, Purdue, Auburn, um, who, who they're going to kind of stick back there in the, in the top right. 25, especially as we get in the pat, you know, the last two weeks, you know, kind of what teams are going to be back there for kind of resume boosters for other teams, you know? Um, although, <clears throat> well, I don't think, like, I know the SEC teams, uh, Arkansas is already up there. Well, um, Mississippi state G- will Georgia. be back in. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah. Well, they'll if, probably have a, both them and team. they'll probably have both, uh, Mississippi state and Auburn probably still be God, there. I six and four. There's no way. I, I hope not, but you know, I, I wouldn't put it. Past One of them will be. One of them will be. Maybe. Um, but yeah, you're looking, uh, of course, it's, it's, I think it's funny how all these conference games, you're know, huge for the Big Ten and, you know, the SEC. Nobody plays anybody. You know, I think Bama does play Arkansas and Auburn. Uh, Georgia plays nobody. Um, I think AM finishes with LSU, which could be interesting. Florida doesn't play anybody either, and it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, right. Florida won't end up playing anybody. So I just think it's funny how that works out with scheduling, but. Yeah. We well, it does before. in the Big Ten every once in a while. Um, I mean, Ohio State, they had Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue. That's not really that hard. They didn't have Iowa or Wisconsin. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, uh, good week of games. Looking forward to... Uh, next week, do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's it. I, I, I think um, big win. Looking forward to the uh, CFP just to see what they're even thinking. And I'll definitely be looking a little bit deeper at some of the offense and defense um, as we prepare for you know, the game with Sparty uh, because I... I, I I'm feeling pretty good about that game, which I don't know why as much as I rag on the defense, but I'm feeling pretty good about Michigan State. I guess I'm just starting early on my um, uh, Michigan nervousness, as I always get about this time of year. So <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, I do think it it will be interesting to see, you know, Cincinnati you know, up there, if they keep him at five or if they do move, you know, Michigan above them uh, or they – you know, where they put uh, some of these one-loss teams like Oklahoma State, uh, you know, things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, you know, do they are they still in love with Alabama? Because I would liken Ohio State's win over Purdue to be almost just like Bama's win over Tennessee. I think the score of that game was 52-24. Ohio State's was 59 uh, to 31, right? So same spread. Offense obviously looking wonderful. Defense looking suspect in both cases. Um, and, and yet beyond those games, I would argue that Ohio State's had probably a tougher schedule. Um, you know, again, Southern Miss, Mercer, you know. So how how – thick is that love affair with Bama, right? Because I would argue right now, Ohio State, to me, looks as good as Alabama. Yeah, I would agree. I just, 
I don't see the committee jumping Ohio State from four to two. It's, it's just off kind of like this week's performance, even though, of course, Alabama didn't play anybody. But right. So, tis what it is. Okay. I think I think Ohio State will after the next if they win the next two weeks because of where those teams are ranked. I do think they will finish second heading into December if uh, they win those games. Right. I I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. It'd be awesome. To look forward to. Hopefully, we get Absolutely. there. Absolutely. But aside from that, I think what I'm also picking up on in the tenor of your voice is that we have now brought to an end, once again, another fabulous episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the boy. Until next time. All right, Vera Lynn. We're out.